When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... The interview series presented by WFPK, Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sounds and the Consequence Podcast Network. Big hello to the subscribers. Thank you for checking out the series. Thank you for being with us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we release new episodes, new interviews with all your favorite artists. If you haven't taken the chance to give the series a rating, uh, leave a review or any of that old podcast stuff, please do take that moment. And if you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with it. We'll make it easy for you. All you have to do is grab your listening device, type in Kyle Meredith with, and hit that button, and we will deliver it to your device with every new episode. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest is Tyler Glenn of Neon Trees. The band is back. While they did give us a one-off single in 2017, it's really been since 2014 since we've had the Neon Trees around for new music. They've just released a single. It's called Used to Like. It sets up a record that's going to be out in 2020. Tyler and I are going to talk about the whole story. What to expect from the new record, the through line story arc that kind of finds its way onto the album, and what it's like to be back in the band, especially after so many miles have been traveled between that last record. It's a well-told story at this point, but catching you up if you hadn't been paying attention. Tyler came out of the closet as a gay man during the band's last record with Pop Psychology. That led to a solo record called Excommunication, which happened to be the time that he walked away from the Mormon church. It's a lot of heavy stuff, and it's amazing that he was able to craft it into such interesting music all along the way, lucky for us. And if that wasn't enough, once the band was about to get the machine rolling again, he got called up to audition for Kinky Boots, which he got to spend an entire run in. I'm definitely going to be asking about that. In fact, another one of our friends, been on the show before, Jake Shears of Scissor Sisters, he says was on right before them. We'll make that connection as well. There is talk about codependencies in relationships. There's talk about reintroductions to the entire world. 
and a whole lot more in this interview. Let's dive into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Neon Trees. Hey, Kyle. It's uh, Tyler from Neon Trees. Well, let's see. Uh, I think first I should probably say welcome back. I don't, I don't know if it, that, that feels appropriate, but, uh, but after a, a few years from an album, only a couple years from another single, but what is it like to you know, have those Neon Trees close on once again? <laughs> it's uh you know it's weird because obviously on a on a public way or a fan way we haven't really been engaging for a few years but i think i don't think it's felt like i haven't been in neon trees this whole time so you know it, if anything it feels really good to be putting out music from a record that we're we're really proud of that we're putting out next year so it's to me that's what kind of marks the line in the sand of an a new era for us. So I'm stoked on that. Well, we, we probably should back up a little bit because there has been stuff going on in between that I'd like to hit on. Uh, first off, uh, Kinky yeah. Boots, you were a part of the production, right? Yeah, I uh, I moved to New York in summer of 18 and did a, a 10-week stint on Broadway there. It was uh, it was really cool. I, I got an offer to audition, so I still had to, uh, to do it, the appropriate channels. But I felt like I earned it, and it was... Uh, it was such a wild challenge for me. And I, I guess I say that because I had felt pretty confident in, a, in my, my band and on stage in that setting. And Broadway is such a, a very specifically different form of performance. And I really learned a lot and, and felt like I jumped over some hurdles as a performer. And it was really, really cool. So besides that, just like being flexing that muscle doing shows eight times a week and learning two and a half hours of dialogue and speaking in a British accent and <laughs> pretending to be straight and all those things. So, <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah. Had you ever done anything like that before? Or was this all brand new? It was pretty brand new as an adult. Definitely. I mean, I've been, I kind of joke that I've been playing different roles all my whole life, um, you know, acting. But, uh, you know, I, I was really only in drama, you know, the last year of high school. So I wasn't I wasn't a total thespian. And I'm, I make a joke that I'm kind of a, a bad gay man because I, I don't know a lot about Broadway musicals. <laughs> so uh, this was a, definitely an exposure to a world that I had only kind of dipped my toe in, I guess, a bit. So um, it was a totally, I mean, not to be dramatic, but it was just a very perfect time when it came and really got me excited. I, I mean, right after the show, I, I moved to L.A. and um, started writing this record. So it's been about a year and a half since then. Wow, and it's kind of wild. So yeah, now we're we're kind of buds with uh, with Jake Shearer's from Scissor Sisters. He was doing it too. Was this around That's the right. same time? You know, he did it. He did the role I did right right before me. He did the winter season, and I did the the summer season. So yeah, good shoes to to fill. There was a couple other friends uh, from bands that I've really um, admired. So it was uh, it was a cool company of people. To be in it with. Were, were you able to to reach out and you know I, I don't I don't know how that works when you're when you have to be in a role because I'm sure <laughs> to a certain degree you want to make it your own but you know for something that's so traditional yeah. do you reach out and say what's the notes? You know what I I went in as confident as I could but I I felt okay when I would hear that they were just as scared as I was <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, like I heard, not not to put words in Jake's mouth but like you know I, I think everyone realized the immense challenge of it all because it's it's the last kind of form of art you know art form that is is live that you really don't hide behind a lot and it's very choreographed and um and i i think like like jake i, I think we're both very like uh spontaneous 
pretty bombastic performers, if you will. And so I, I think really having to streamline and be very true to the book and, and the music was, for me, at least the challenge at first, but uh, it was such a blast. So Now, around that time, you know, so 2017, Neon Trees had put out a single with Feel Good, uh, and, and then here's Kinky Boots. Was there yeah. plans back in 2017 to, to get the machine rolling and chugging again, or was that always meant to kind of exist only as that one-off for that moment? There was totally plans, yeah. I think, I think I, you know, I did a solo record under my name. It was a very cathartic thing for me because I, I was leaving, you know, the Mormon faith that I was brought up in, and I, I wrote a record about it. And, and then right after doing some shows on that and, and promoting and marketing that, I, I it made sense. We just wanted to do another Trees record. And we'd written, a, like, probably a couple EPs worth of, of material around that single. But soon after Feel Good was released, I, you know, and I don't like to, to pass the buck or put blame on anything else. But I think our, in our experience, we just felt very, like, not as supported as perhaps we had been, you know, uh, with other records. And I think it was also a bit of a Wild West time in in you know, the last few years with streaming and a lot of labels trying to find their footing and a lot of artists just kind of being thrown at the wall. And I think we just felt a bit, for lack of a better word, unsafe to put out material, not just with the label situation, but also with the management situation we were in. And there was a lot that we needed to sort of analyze. And right after Feel Good, we kind of requested to to, to leave our label contract. And we used that opportunity to also, uh, you know, rearrange our, our management team and a lot of like very important but very like boring right, business decisions right. <laughs> um yeah and you know I, I think for me it's like been nice to look at it now in the rear view the last couple of years and, and we were really given space uh you know with with the broadway show i was given a lot of space to take our time and we've we found ourselves in a very really strong cool confident situation again and i don't know if that always happens so i feel really confident again with the band and with the people that are on our team and all that so yeah. You mentioned that, that yeah. solo record, and I, I do want to compliment you on that real quick, because that was a really cool oh, listen, too. And, and calling that, by the way, calling that record Excommunication was pretty boss. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know, know Mormons, and I, I know a lot of Mormons, and I, I really love them as people, but I think when you're sort of painted into a, a box because of your very nature, it, it becomes really challenging. And, um, you know, I was I was writing a solo record, Island Records was supporting it. It was very much like a decision that I'd made prior to me sort of going through this faith crisis, if you will. But a lot of that music was shelved and I just started writing really from my soul. And and I was really happy that I had a creative project to do so. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy that I was able to get those feelings out and, and be a little bit challenging. And I think it really helped me find my voice in this band again, because I, I think for me, I, I never want to feel stale and I never want to go below the bar that I've reached just personally, creatively. So I, I think I feel all of these kind of projects and things that I've done the last couple of years outside of the band has prepped me to come back, uh, you know, excited again for the band. So definitely. What happens when, you know, you have a record like that? Like, do those songs get to live anywhere else or are they for that time and a place maybe taken back out later? Do they get absorbed into the Neon Trees live show? I don't think my band would uh, love playing them live, and I don't. I don't throw them under any category or bus. More so, it's me being respectful of the fact that I think half of the band is still doing their thing with the with the face, and I I think there are things that I 
that I'm not apologetic for, but I think, you know, I think we have really learned to kind of meet each other where we are, belief-wise, political, all that. So, but at the same time, like, I'm, you know, there's a lot of things I wish that I was able to do with that record, and it's cool that it continues to find listeners and, and an audience, and, um, you know, maybe maybe I will do some more shows in the future on it. But, you know, it, it was such a heavy, a heavy thing for me. I was living all of that in real time. And so I, I kind of had to walk a, put it on a shelf as well after it was out and I played yeah. some shows on it. So Interesting to kind of hear, you know, once you have that weight off your shoulders in any sort of way, how that can affect your songwriting. And, and I'll use that to go into the, uh, to the new single too. So the first new music we've heard in a while is called Used to Like. It's such a fun, fun single. I, I've heard you say, as you explain it, that, that is also like a, you hear a lot of sadness in this song, even though we hear like it's you know, kind of like a party song, right? Well, I mean, I, I guess because I, you know, my biggest hero growing up was Morrissey, that like my kind of party is feeling terrible <laughs> about myself <laughs> uh, and my situation. So I think what I, I am able to look back on my growth as a writer, I think I've always kind of injected a bit of sadness and melancholy into songs that sound pretty sunny. And I think that's, this is another example of that, but you know, it's, it, to me, I was writing it during a very like last ditch effort time in a relationship about last year. And, you know, there's that bliss, that blissful period in a friendship or relationship that sometimes happens where you're just so stoked on one another. And I found myself very like codependent in that. And I think, this song particularly is about just that that period of really trying to just get back to that magic spark, even knowing that it probably will never happen because most of the time life doesn't work like that. So, so I mean, it is sad. I think it also is a bit desperate sounding when you kind of get into the lyric, but that's okay. That happens. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting to hear a songwriter talk about that side of it too, because you know, you I don't know. We always want to represent ourselves as you know the the one who beat the mountain you know whenever that means and everything yeah and this isn't exactly that moment but yeah maybe because my i've not thought about this too much but maybe it's because a lot of my musical heroes have been sort of the anti-heroes in a way i i think i've always taken a bit of um confidence and solace in that point of view and and you know i definitely have you know morrissey continues to make it harder and harder to be a fan these days right He's a bit, you know, kooky. And, but I think I like talking about some of that uncomfortable, less glamorous, not such a great look all the time in, in the lyrics. So that's definitely my perspective a lot, too. And I can take a second to tell you I'm, I'm completely on the same track with you. I, you know, I've, I've grown up a big Smiths fan. To be a Morrissey fan in 2019, to, and I should say to be a fan of Morrissey's music <laughs> in 2019, because uh, the other side is... Um, it's all a bit fraught. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, completely yeah. get where you're coming from on that one. So back on the single with, with, with Used to Like, th- it does seem like it serves as a dual purpose, though, whether intentional or not. There is the line, let's get back to what you used to like about me. I mean, this sounds like it serves as a reintroduction to the band as well. I mean, was that on your mind at all in that way? It wasn't at all creatively, um, but it was told to me when I started showing it to friends in the band and um, certain people before we even put it out. But that was a, definitely something that kind of came to their mind and, and asked. But I, I think that's cool, I guess, if, if subliminally or 
if that's a message that's also being sent, that's all right. You know, I think even in, in a way, like I had to kind of get used to or back to what I used to like about the band too. So I think it's all kind of goes together. But I think that's the power of, you know, I say pop music in a way to identify it as just something catchy that's easily digestible. But I think there's something powerful about melodic cookie songs that can get a bit of that point of view in, but still make people want to listen to it again and, and dance and sing. And so if, if for me, people are having a good time listening to some of my pain, then that's totally, totally okay. <laughs> you know, so. well, but I, I love how there's a, uh, a ghost in the, uh, in the, in the little video too, because just that, that concept in itself says, you know, that's, that's a, it's a cool angle. Yeah. I, uh, the record the the record has 10 songs on it and we'll, we'll be putting it out next year. And I think this is sort of the introduction to that arc as well, because I think like a lot of people my age and younger were wrestling with love in the modern age. And that's always been on my mind. And, and that feeling of feeling ghosted is a, a reoccurring theme, I think in our culture. And I, I know the power of being able to ghost someone, but I also know the, that distinct pain of feeling ghosted as well. So it's to me that, that in, encompasses a lot of the mood on on the record um, as well. So. Yeah, you mentioned the through line. I think you've said that before. That the the new record, uh, the ten songs, it does have an, an arc to it. I don't know. It's not a story though, exactly, or or is it? Well, I mean, it definitely feels like. Um, yeah, I would say it's a story. I, I wouldn't say it's a story in the way like a Khalid and Cambria record was a story or a, or a Rush record is a story, but it's not like a concept record in that way. But but I think it, it like I wrote about 45 songs for this intended album and only 10 are making it. And I think the 10 that make it really feel like they deserved those spots and there's a purpose for each song on the record. And, and regardless of albums, you know, being a you know, holding weight in the, in the culture these days. I, I still love, that's how I, you know, was introduced to music as a child. Like I just love albums that still have a point of view and still have a purpose. Um, so to me, like that's how I'll continue to make, you know, music. So yeah, there's a bit of, there's definitely a bit of a, an arc and a purpose to all of it for sure. I find that really exciting. And it's also interesting that, you know, over the course of 45 songs that, you know, I don't know if they they all sort of tell the story or if it goes beyond that. But uh, uh, as a fan, were those some of those also recorded? I mean, you know, is this the, the B-sides, other stuff that might make it out too? I think so. I mean, what I'm excited about is I, what I do like about the, the current culture and era of music is that there are, are less rules um, and a lot of more opportunity to try things and experiment in getting your music heard. So for me, I'm excited for, for us to be on again and not go away for another four years after we put this record out. I think that's the intention anyway. So I think there's definitely music continuing being written and, and ideas for, for future releases. So I don't think anything goes to waste, but, but I'm also the type that like doesn't like to hold on to songs just because I think they're good or need to be waited to hear for another time. You know, I'm, I'm one to want to, put out and move on because i think i'm also always changing and my perspective is always growing hopefully too so i'll awkwardly ask this then <laughs> because next year you're, you're gonna have a new record but it's also the 10th anniversary of habits you know as far as looking yep. back goes do you all take that yeah. moment to recognize that i mean do you celebrate it in any kind of show like you know artists do yeah we're going to uh i mean i haven't you know I, we haven't made an official announcement but yeah we are definitely taking 
a bit of reverence and going to play those shows, play that record during some shows. Um, to me, like, it's crazy that it's only, that it's already 10 years ago. And I think because we're, we're putting new music out, it feels like, like to me, if we weren't putting anything out and this was the first time they were, fans were hearing from us uh, about a 10 year record, I would just start to feel pretty uncreative and old, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh-huh. But I think I'm stoked that, wow, it's already, you know, you blink and it's been a decade since you put that stuff out. So like for me, yeah, we're definitely going to be reverent. I just don't think it's about, you know, going on a whole 30 city tour right. for that album. But I think we're definitely going to, we definitely have some plans. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's cool. I mean, a great way to celebrate an old album is by having a new album. That's a, it's a very smart thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sure, sure. Easy hook to the story right there. It's so cool. Well, uh, that's exciting. Uh, I'm so excited to hear this new record, especially Thanks, considering how great Used to Like uh, is setting us up here. Uh, so that's really cool. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, Tyler, it's been awesome to talk to you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate this. Thanks, Kyle. All right, man. We will see you out there. I look forward to the new music, and uh, and have a good one. Take care. All right. Take care, buddy. Thanks. All right, bye. My thanks, Tyler Glenn, Neon Trees, the new single. It's out right now. It's called Used to Like. You heard the man. There will be new music next year as well in the 10th anniversary habits and thanks to you for checking out the episode again before you get out of here if you're not a subscriber please do hit that subscribe button itunes apple Podcasts. you can also find us at spotify or even over at youtube anywhere you get your favorite podcast from just hit that subscribe button uh, and if you're already with us a rating a review a comment any of that stuff goes a long way please and i appreciate it and after that head to wfpk.org That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, that's wfpk.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith, Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.